On today's episode, we talk about ChatGTP, we talk about artificial intelligence, we go deep into commercial uh, real estate and the banking sector, the potential next shoe to drop. It's gonna be incredible. Let's get going. You talk about it privately, we talk about it publicly. This is the Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered Podcast. Welcome again to the Real Estate Insiders Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, James Twiggins, along with my co-host, Keith Robinson, a.k.a. Crazy Uncle Keith. Yes, sir. Tell them who's coming on. What is it about? What are we going to discuss? We have got our friend, my good friend, Robert Reardon. And you, me, and his mom are the only ones who call him Bobby. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking... Uh, to Bobby about what's going on in commercial real estate. He is a huge tech nerd, so we'll end up digging in on chat GPT, some of the chaos on Wall Street and venture capital, specifically around uh, fintech and technology in and around residential real estate. He's a wealth of knowledge. Can't wait to dig in on these topics with him. And he's uh, the president at Constellation Data Solutions, which simply means that he's involved in a lot of stuff. Yes. So and, parent company uh, is like 600 uh, companies or something. Yeah, and a brand new dad and sleep deprived. And a brand so new dad. This, this one's going to be hot. It's going to be good. All right, Bobby, welcome to the show. We are uh, so excited to have you here. Um, I wanted to start out with uh, Bobby is a new father as Proud of... Papa. Proud Papa. Uh, he's operating off of a few hours worth of sleep. That's why he looks as good as he does right now. <laughs> that means his pod's um, going to be fire because he's going to say all sorts of things he shouldn't yep. say. I cannot and the, wait. It's all recorded. It's the best oh, part. Lord. So, uh, But we're, we're really seriously glad that you're here. Um, just a quick background. I'll let you dive in. So you're the president of Constellation Data Solutions, um, which is, I'm assuming, kind of a variety title and, and background gives a little bit about just not too much because the listeners won't pay that much attention, but you know, it's a little background on you and Constellation, then we'll dive into all of the questions we have for you today. Yeah, great. Uh, thanks for having me guys. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, background on me. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a builder. I like tinkering. Typically, uh, it's real estate technology or fintech. Uh, as you said, I'm the president of Constellation Data Solutions. It's a real estate technology company. We use machine learning. We help agents, brokers get more business through target marketing. Uh, we're now doing some really cool stuff with AI and Constellation, um, the, you know, the, the mothership, as I the like parent. to call them. Yeah, the yeah. parent. <laughs> um, we're a serial acquirer of vertical market software companies. So oh, that was right off the um, website. Did you hear that? Yeah, we are yeah he literally just read the whole thing. Burp, yeah. burp, burp, burp. It's in uh, my yeah. veins. Yeah, so we I have about that. 600 companies. Um, <laughs> they all do something very niche. Um, what are yeah. some of them in real estate that people would recognize? SmartZip, I believe, is one of them, right? SmartZip offers, uh, both of those are lead generation oriented. We also Reach have a lot of CRM um, companies like Market Leader, right? It's kind of like the the OG okay. in the space, top producer. Um, yeah. So. so you've been in the space a while. The company's big. Obviously, it's got a lot of acquisitions. It's done. It's a major player and owns a lot of the different prop tech companies that people hear of in the business. So yeah um well let's dive in i know keith and i had a question we were we were really wanting to dive into with someone and, and i know you have some background in this so you know i want to talk about the you know the commercial real estate space versus residential right now there's um some articles i've read recently that talk about this is the next thing to potentially watch with the banking sector so give us some background on this i know you've you've got a lot of information to share yeah so there was there's been a bifurcation, right, with commercial and residential real estate. And it really started during the pandemic and kind of the forced lockdowns, right? So 
you know, we were all in homes, right? Working from <laughs> working remotely for what feels like two years. The entire yeah. world got to there, test work yeah. from home, right? Yeah. So there was a, a collapse of demand and occupancy in commercial real estate, primarily office, right? Which is yep. a big chunk of the commercial real estate market. And and that really hasn't rebounded, right? Um, I mean, we're working from home like our company yeah. does. So yep. yeah, I get it. So are we, right? Um, I still have a uh, a physical presence, but it's it's much smaller than it than it once was, right? Um, and and that's that's here to stay. That's that's sticky, right? So um, well, yeah, here's a headline, right? San Francisco office vacancy rises to a record twenty nine point four percent. Yeah. That means all those high rises in the uh, beautiful city of San Francisco, one third of those offices are empty. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, now San Francisco has its own issues, right? <laughs> well, sure, and that's I a believe, whole separate I, pod, I, by that the way. Is, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, yeah. definitely. But that, that. that's an, it's not that bad everywhere, but to some degree, it is that bad everywhere. But the beneficiary of that pain during the during COVID and the 18 months after was the residential real estate market, right? Yeah. All those workers that were working from home, a lot of them just packed up and relocated. We saw yeah, right. we saw a big exodus from California and New York. And a lot of that was because of, um, uh, you know, political reasons or tax savings reasons coming to Florida, right? Home state. Sure. Um, or they wanted a yard. Plug. Yeah, or they wanted yeah. a yard. Yeah. Um, and at the time, mortgage rates um, were sub three, right? Right. So yeah. there was a collapse in commercial. There was a boon in 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 resi. Um, really, up until what July of last year, August mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. About right. Yeah. yeah it right? depends which market, right? But yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. But is it like so? Yes, vacancy up. Not a headline, right? That's real. Uh, residential real estate benefited. Great. Yay for the three of us. I think the the problem that's looming is you have people with debt structures that they locked in that previously were, you know, two and a half, three, whatever the percentage was. And those new debt structures are going to be coming online and changing over to current market rates at a time where vacancies are at an all-time high. So if the cost basis goes up a tremendous amount at the same time that your vacancy is higher than normal, that's a bad recipe, true or false. Terrible. And who do you think holds those notes on their balance sheet, Keith? Banks. Uh, yeah. Not me. Yeah, thank yeah. God, not me. Well, I mean, <laughs> banks, we might be holding right? those. Banks, We might small, be holding those if we bail them that's out. True. That's so. true. Yeah. Banks, yeah. small and large. Is this more, uh, is this a big bank issue? Is this a regional bank issue? Who does hold these notes? Uh it's it's Mixed. i think it's 70 30 mm-hmm. um big banks to commercial or to to regional um depending on the the size of the asset right like obviously like the bigger the asset the right. bigger the financial institution that holds Makes that sense. um that note <clears throat> um but you're right i mean there's there's a serious problem as those as those um mortgages have to be refinanced at current market rate uh you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge for for the whole banking system, right? Yeah. And, and we're coming yeah. off of the recent collapse of SV, SVB, First Republic, well, Credit Sus, to... as I as I like to call them. Credit, Credit Sus. Sus. <laughs> wow, Bobby you wins. are definitely from Florida. He so. wins for the line of the yeah. of the pod so far, but it's early. But it's early. 
So you've, you've got basically you're going to be big write downs on these commercial buildings because vacancy is ha- a big piece of the way you determine value. Uh, that'll make it harder to refinance. There's all of that stuff going on. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank had, <laughs> had a run on the bank. Um, that spilled over into other parts. Like overall, when you look at banking as an industry, whether it's resi or commercial, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Well, you know, SVB was kind of unique, right? Yeah. The bank run was digitally driven mm-hmm. as opposed to the prior bank runs that you actually had to like walk into the bank, right? Right. Um, yeah, a portion and, of the connected nature of Silicon Valley made it such that it was faster and easier to do a bank run. Yeah, I mean, SVB's problem is is really simple, right? They had what they thought were sticky deposits mm-hmm. that were diversified and uncorrelated because they were from a thousand, ten thousand different technology companies. Mm-hmm. But the problem was they were technology companies that had raised a ton of money in the run up, right, in the pandemic or prior, right, 2016, 17, 18, um, from those vintage funds. They really didn't take the, the the medicine of having to trim their OPEX until it was too late. They, they kept on burning the, right. the capital that they had, and then they couldn't raise any more. So there was no deposits coming into SVB because the VC market is completely frozen right now, right? right. Mm. So they weren't reinvesting and they weren't investing in new stuff because the other way they could get more deposits is if you if you launch new companies, right? Then right. those new companies need to set up bank accounts. Yeah, there's and- no capital formation today, right? It, correct. Is, is, the, correct. is the short of it. Correct. But also, like yeah. the, the other side that really killed SVB was... When rates went to zero, they went <laughs> further on the risk curve to invest in longer duration bonds. Right. right. And then when the the, Which the bank run right, happened, though, yeah. when the bank run happened, is, they had to yeah. sell those bonds and recognize those unreal, unrealized steep losses. Discount. Yeah, yeah, steep discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, it's a safe play, right? Like. You're going to put it in government bonds because that's a safe place to park your money. That's sort of and your Keith, down- they were listening to the Fed. The Fed said we were not going to raise rates. Remember, like they yeah. they they were saying we are not going Which, to raise rates. Yeah, they did say that at one point, and then they <laughs> uh, started raising rates right. aggressively. SVB right? didn't really change strategy, so yeah. there's you know there's some. Do you someone- think that there should be more regulation so that this doesn't happen again? Just curious. I mean, there's obviously two camps. People like deregulation, regulation. No, the banks, they, they, it's always Bobby's like the from, banks. Bobby's no, from they, Florida, so I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hedge this. Can answer. I have the Go definition ahead. of the word? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think it was a regulation issue, James. I think it was poor risk management. Um, I saw that they actually had an audit from one of the big four firms, and the audit brought to light this issue and the mismatch in asset and liability because of the the duration risk they had. Yeah, and. I forget what the outcome was, but they, they cha- oh, this is what it was. They changed the formula and the assumptions so that the result <laughs> of the audit didn't bring to light this issue. That's oh. cool. That's, so that's it was called. That's called not an audit, by the way. For yeah, anyone it's very listening. much reminiscent <laughs> like of two thousand fraud. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of two thousand seven, two thousand eight risk management. Uh, yeah, I'll push back on Bobby a little bit. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of more regulation. That is not normally what I am in the mood for. I do think that it's a little crazy that 
you have these this massive duration mismatch right like there there is very there, there is a way in which you can value these things in real time it doesn't have to be on a daily basis it doesn't even have to be on a weekly basis but maybe once a month once a quarter let's value the portfolio of what we're holding and then tweak and adjust based upon that the it, the fact that there were they were holding bonds i believe they were bonds but they were holding an asset to backstop if they needed it, and that asset was worth forty percent less, fifty percent right. less than what they thought, you can figure that out before there's the run on the bank, mm-hmm. and that's not that hard to do. So I think you know, just add a line to the stress test or or whatever, uh, so that you can see these things in real time. Because look, a depositor. And to be fair, I think, you know, bailout, no bailout, what is it? Well, the, well, I want to dig into that. I'm yeah, curious. But, like, do you think they should have been bailed out? Probably? I, uh, okay, I yeah, do I'm because, I mean, as a, as a depositor. I love you, uh, Keith, but I, I know your answer. So there's a, I mean, there's, says. there's two things, right? Like as a corporate depositor, I think that's a little bit different than a um, an individual depositing um, mm-hmm. money at a bank. Now, they did have tech executives, tech employees, kind of high net worth. Um, depositors it started with Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Peter's the first one to pull his money. Peter was out, the like, first one to be like, "I'm pulling yeah, yeah. all my money out." It's like, yeah. "Oh, well, shit. Maybe we me should too, all Peter. pull our money out, right?" <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, me too. Yeah, um, yeah, right behind him in line. But I well, get. I, but that's I, an actually a really interesting comment. I just, I just want to dig on that real quick, Keith, because mm-hmm. if it, there are two things, that was so fascinating was how fast that spread. Yeah. And how fast social media spread it so that it's like, oh my God, if he's pulling out and then the rumor mill goes and all of a sudden you make a run on the bank, true, whether it was real or not happened to be. But yeah. my point is like, you could literally run on the bank with just fear. And then it's like, it's, well, it's well he, told his, that, he told his uh, portfolio companies, right? Founders Fund. He told all of them, the oh. the, the, the treasury managers, right? If they mm-hmm. have one at a tech startup, which they don't really. No. Uh, <laughs> but they, he, he told all his portfolio companies, pull your money out. And of course, we all talk in the tech. Yeah. yeah ecosystem right. right like if keith gets word that something's happening he's like bob no there you know? there is a hundred percent slack channel between the, these ceos who or are likely whatsapp I, or signal yeah right? yeah fair point that yeah. are sharing not it's not only like hey let's go make a run on the bank but they're sharing thoughts ideas right they're cross collaborating all of that so it, it spread faster probably than it could anywhere else because of the industry and the small geography that everything was surrounded by. I personally sure. think the government did a a very good job in the choices that they made. I do too. I, I agree with I you. Think, I think you have to keep the depositors whole or you have a huge different kind of problem. Right, 100%. to risk the whole banking system all the way yeah. around. All right, and, let's pivot that. But And the CEOs, the you know the investors, and those people should lose their money. The people who told everyone it was fine while they were pulling money out themselves should be in trouble, fine, go to jail, whatever the appropriate um, punishment is for what they did. Uh, if you consume the risk as a business venture to start a bank, and then you don't manage risk and you get punched in the mouth, then you got to take that shot. Right. But okay. for the yeah. people who look, no one's got the time to try to figure out like, is this bank solvent or not? They just go there, they put their money in there and hope. And then they go run their business. Yeah. So then here's the question. Mm-hmm. How big is the problem with commercial real estate? Let me bring it back to the original question. And then I'm just curious if it goes down this road and these banks are not able to actually take care of it, does the government step in again? 
Bobby? It's a very pointed question, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think they, I, th- I think the government will always step in, right? I think, I think they've shown us that time and time again, right? They have to maintain um, trust in the financial system. We are, we maintain reserve currency. The U.S. dollar is is critical to the strength of our nation, right? Sure. Um, so I firmly believe, and I place my bets accordingly. Um, that they will always step in, right? How big is the problem for commercial then? Do you I, I know do the think numbers? To back up two steps though, right? So bail out who and bail out how, right? Those two things are, are really different. So when you say bail out, you mean they're bailing out the banks or does that mean like uh, whoever owns these buildings is just going to be fine and they'll extend them and the Fed will start carrying that paper until everything right sides? Or like- I, I think they will always... I, I I would bet that they bail out depositors, individuals in mm-hmm. all cases, right? And, okay. and Warren Buffett had just said this, right? And he, he's far wiser uh, than I am. Um, I agree with depositors. I don't know that if the three of us thought we were smart guys and went and built a giant skyscraper in, you know, wherever, Bug Tussle, Oklahoma, and all of a sudden no one wanted to rent our space anymore. Uh, I don't think they're going to let the bank go down, but I think they're going to be okay with the three of us. Oh, the, have, the developers, the equity holders yeah. of yeah, the asset are going to yeah, get wiped yeah. out, right? Yeah. You're I afraid think, of the bank essentially holding yeah, the, and I, yeah. no, I think the regional banks will... There's way too many regional banks right now. There's a there's a great chart floating around Twitter of the, the, the number of banks in the U.S. versus every other country um, in the world. And mm. we have an order of magnitude or two or three greater in quantity than everyone else. We don't need 5,000 banks, right? right? So I think um, that we will likely see more failures of, of small to medium-sized banks. I think that the big you know, five, uh, I, f- I forget the, the acronym, like systemically important financial system um, or something <laughs> like that. Too big to fail. Yeah, too big to fail. Too big to fail. Banks will continue to eat market share because- the deposits mm-hmm. that leave these smaller institutions go right to J.P. Morgan. Go oh, Chase, go right had to Bank a, right. Blow, Chase yeah. had a blowout number, right? Right. The, the yeah. last earnings report. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. The, those same banks are in trouble because of the commercial right. real estate issue, right, James? Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. um, I think there's one and a half to three trillion dollars of loans coming due over the next few years um, related to, to commercial real estate. A lot of those assets are undesirable. Yeah, mostly office. Um, there is some some issues in some multifamily because there was a there's some overbuilding in multifamily in, in sure. certain parts of the country. Um, industrial. We still pretty, have a pretty good. We still have a housing shortage in the U.S. as of today, about five point eight million units. Right. Yeah. But that was funny. So we were having this conversation with um, with Chris George, who is also on our our pod. He's the yeah. Check the out CEO that episode of, if you get a it chance. It was a really cool episode. Um, Link below. He, he uh he did a, a whole thing about how the we need to be rethinking that commercial space like right now as in this, this problem is going to be mm-hmm. this problem's coming let's convert them into condos let's convert them into apartments yeah, you know how, let's you know how the municipalities I, work it's I, a, the, the, I get it my point was that that's where he thinks it's going to take a lot of work it's going to probably a lot of them will fail first but essentially that's what the local and the local governments have to be thinking about is how do we how do we take care of the housing problem and use that existing space to to do so and i'm not saying that's an easy problem to solve i'm just it's it, if you think about where it's going that that is a i mean to your point like i don't think we're going back to the office 
Like I, no, I just don't I think see those the assets are tarnished. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think they're. Belt. I think they have to yeah. get marked down by fifty percent or greater. Woo! To make them Dang. attractive, I mean, fifty. That's a big number. Ooh, it's a big number. The NOI has to make sense for an investor, right? The the cap rate has to make sense for an investor. When yeah, the, think, when the when you can put five, when you can get five or six, yeah, Apple just released a personal savings account where you can get almost five percent of your money. <laughs> Fed funds, Today. Fed funds yeah. is at like five percent money market. You can get five percent, right? So like, why are you going to get a three cap, four cap, five cap? Take on the risk of managing the asset, tenant risk. I would agree with you. I think there will be parts of the country that see that, right? But I don't know that. Yeah, I mean. I bet you a steak dinner. I bet you a steak dinner. The number is less than poppy steak. As a yeah, poppy steak. <laughs> uh, I'll bet you a steak dinner that it's not that bad from a national standpoint, and there will absolutely be parts of the country where it is that bad, if not worse. Yeah, yeah, it's, sure. a, it's a it's a that's a good way well, to like frame in it. florida yeah. you guys didn't even have a pandemic it was like a vacation for 30 days and you went on with your life like the commercial real estate market i never left the office this. james right it's my point like <laughs> you guys down there commercial real estate is like still the same thing i'm yeah. paraphrasing but it, i think yeah. to keith's point you go like san francisco is, is going to struggle it's, it's yeah. struggling and it's going to get worse and then san you francisco think about, will probably be the you know, if Stockton was famous yeah. as the epicenter for 2008 yeah. for foreclosures, I think uh, San Francisco will be the epicenter for because there's, as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of other things that have been driving business out of that city. For sure. Not uh, to on mention top Texas. of all this stuff. Yeah. So let's move this into uh, money losing real estate tech ventures. This is a really upbeat podcast today, <laughs> driven by Jeez. ZERP. Jeez. So we were we were pre chatting about is what the hell is a ZERP again? It's zero interest. What, what was it again? What, is that what rappers zero drink? Zero interest rate policy. Oh. Right. Yeah. Got okay. it. All right. So, so all not these what, not what rappers drink. So yeah. all these tech ventures that are you know driven by ZERP, like go deep into this. Where what is this all about? Yeah. So ZERP was driven by the Federal Reserve, right? They um, they have a policy rate and their their goal is to um, their mandate is to optimize for full employment and like two to three percent inflation. Right. And that is the lever that they can pull to achieve those those targets. They, it was. The interest rate was declining for every year since the great financial crisis. Right. Yeah. And. During the pandemic and after the pandemic, it went to zero. What happens when the the target rate goes to zero, right? So investors have to go out farther on the risk curve, right? So think um, endowments, pension funds, municipalities, high net worth individuals. You can't put money in fixed income because it yields zero or 1%, right? And then if inflation is at two, you're upside down. So what they have to do is they have to get more aggressive on their investment. And that's when we saw venture capital really uh, go parabolic. Yeah, lose and, its mind. Lose its yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Went bonkers, right? So this is where we saw <laughs> yeah. a lot of dumb investments, um, some some reasonable investments. And sure, it wasn't just sure. in real estate technology. Think of Uber, right? Hey, that was, Uber. Yeah. there. you know, I'm sure you've heard of consumer surplus where we all benefited from a ton of venture capital going in, funding a company that just eats market share by growing as rapidly as possible and having negative unit economics, right? We know we're going to lose money, but we're going to give the consumer a good experience. We're going to achieve scale. And we'll and then, figure out how to make money. Yeah, at some figure point. it out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, it's a know, good business we'll, model, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I've been on the record saying this. One day, 
before I get too many more gray hairs, I really want to work for one of those companies because I know it's going to be so fun <laughs> having unlimited budget where you could just spend money, acquire customers. No one cares as long as you're growing like that. That seems like ideal for me. I've never had the opportunity to do that. But 2016, 2015 was kind of like the the prime years for real estate te- technology, right? That's kind of when I came into this business and launched my first venture. And um, it was kind of like the hot space, right? And we had a lot of AI and machine learning um, in real estate, and it was just a hot area. But we also saw, you know, brokerages that we, you know, we won't name names that just took a lot of money and and like we acted might. like a, a sports team and just bought <laughs> talent that have you, never. Are you referring to Compass? Are you you mean something that tells you which direction something is? Sorry. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Or the iBuyers, right? That have never made money, right? Like it's a great look, model. If you look at the 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 balance sheet, they have. Uh, negative. They have a they have an accumulated deficit, right? Meaning they've they've lost money in the the for the history of the company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is shocking. That's not a winning strategy no. for the listeners on the pod. Like that's not how you want to do. And they're business. public companies, right? You mean like, like clo- closed door or whatever it's called? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it is shocking that they could only IPO in in frothy markets, right? They could not IPO today, so. Um, I mean, that's that really is, that's the story, right? Everyone try. you either made the IPO window or you didn't. If you made the IPO window, you got out. If you also, that's also the theme from a movie in called Wolf of Wall Street. We call it a Fugazi, right? Or Fugazi. Like it's like, it's all just a, (laughs) you know, like it's the, uh, but it's like, I mean, it's a total bullshit thing where everybody gets sold down the river. Anybody in realist, I'm sorry, I'm going on tangent here. If you can't make money, in that real estate market, flipping mm-hmm. houses, you're an idiot. Like, I mean, come on. Like, everybody who could look at that goes, how in the hell was that going to work? You know, I'm yeah. just, and I feel bad for the people that work there because obviously they of just, course. second round, 550 people. And let's face it, it's it's done. Like, there's going to be a tiny fragment of the market that will do iBuying in the future because the risk level is so high. Obviously, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the scar tissue is there, right? So I don't, I don't, and you know how it works in, in in kind of macro and just investment at large, right? Like once you see something catastrophic happen, it really uh, it, it persists for a long time. That's why a lot of people never really got back into the game post GFC because they saw their portfolios decline by 50 percent. They're like, it's just too risky for me. I will put my money in a CD, right? So I, I think right. Right. I don't think yeah, that'll... Yeah, I'll push back on that a little, though, because I do think there are good ideas that don't work. That doesn't mean it was a bad idea. So, like, Google was... iBuying was a good idea, let's be honest. No. It, from a yeah, concept correct. of giving the customer something they want, it makes yes. total sense. No argument. Google Business wasn't was the first thought. search engine. It's just the one that won, correct? Right? There was... Lycos and the little thing with the dog. Well, they all had was, positive unit economics. For sure. My, yeah. my point, though, is the concept of someone who is selling their home being curious to know if I wanted to sell it tonight, what it would be worth. That is, I believe that will stick, is real and enduring, it's and some estimate, company will... Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but no, but a estimate where with yeah. a wallet behind it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I'll actually right, buy right. it tonight for this number, right? Like, I will buy this tonight for this number, or you can take it to the market and you can get this other number. Yeah. How much is the convenience worth to you? Make sure. the choice. Totally right? makes sense. Yep. Someone's going to come behind this. Maybe it'll be them. Maybe they'll, st- I hope, you know, for the, I hope everyone that got fired gets rehired and they can figure it out and that would be awesome. Uh, but someone will come along and offer that, I believe. 
and and it will stick and it will stay because conceptually that makes a lot of sense for the human beings who want to sell their home. I actually, just, I'll, I'll go a deep step, step further. I, I, to be clear off my rant, you know, open doors model was flawed and it's proving that agreed. I think what's interesting is if you had somebody like an open door or better, whatever that partners with real estate brokerages and there's a number in there. So you've got the workforce of one point, however many million realtors running around saying here is the cash offer and here is the market offer. I'm simplifying, but I think that's yeah. an interesting ability and it's gotta be, look, you're taking a haircut. It's gonna be like 10% off because you want all cash. It's how it works. You do a deal, you buy a business, you're not paying the same amount of money up front all cash. There's gonna be some amount of money up front as an earnout. So same concept from from the iBind thing. But you know, just to, man, when you look at this money coming in, I think that's where you're going with it. Just, you're just sitting here going like, where are you getting, where, where is, where is this not a real estate company? They charge the same commission rates as everybody else, but you have 10 times the overhead. Yeah. No, no, really they're going to have to lay everybody off behind us with, with yeah. rates where they are now. I, I think we've made a, a pivot to, and we have made this right, but I think this is going to be sustained value over growth at any cost. Um, I mean, it'll be sustained until it's not. Like, I'm amazed. <laughs> until at, rates go back down to sure the Fed fund, right? Like, right. until those yeah. go yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to one, two percent, because it's all driven off DCF analysis, right? Discounting totally. cash flows. Yep. So, um, at five percent, none of these just, tech businesses work. They don't pencil. Yeah. They no. don't pencil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, let me ask, let's, let's, because we got to wrap up the show here in a second. So, my question is, is there going to be more carnage? Is the first question. Do you think there's going to be a lot of that this year? Which obviously, I think for for Constellation, the mothership, that's probably something they're eyeing because that's what they like to do. Um, and yeah, then did you want to announce anything, Bobby? Yeah. While you're on this pod, no, I mean we're all, we're always acquisitive, um, <laughs> but but we're, a, we're you know we're a we're more of a a Warren Buffett type acquirer. Cigar butt. Yeah, I mean, or, or you know, we're just um, we're we have a brain, right? <laughs> yeah. So like we're not yeah. gonna. We're in this we're in this business to make money. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think I think a lot of the carnage has happened in tech. Um, I think we have a lot of positive um, positive developments, a lot driven around AI that we're now kind of riding this wave. So there, we're seeing a lot of pivots. Uh, there's a lot of cool technology. I think a lot of the um, forever non profitable companies have uh, you know been taken out back and beaten aggressively. And <laughs> I think, um, you know, they're the, I, I don't think they'll ever, Keith. I don't <laughs> think they will yeah. ever come back in, 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 in flavor. And do right, you so think, let that me the, ask, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, going to no. say one last, and then you guys mm -hmm. can wrap this up. But is it, is the, do you see the prop, the VC world it's on hold right now is my understanding. Like everybody's just frozen. Is that freeing up again? Is it, where, where do you think that's going to go over the next six to 12 months? Uh, it, it's certainly frozen for now. I think, um, I mean, a lot of people raised money in the last two years and deployed them into really terrible companies and, <laughs> and, and those vintages will, will not work out well. And those will be one and done, um, GPs or, or fund managers, you know, yeah. venture is a hard business. Um, right. You know, the power rules at play, a lot of the returns are driven by five to 10% of the individuals. Um, I don't think we'll see VC funding go back to 2019, 18 levels until we see some, um, we see some confidence that we are going to have a soft landing, um, and not have a, a pretty aggressive recession. I'm in the soft landing camp. Um, but yeah, either that, or we make it through the hard landing, right? 
It's one of those two. I mean, listen, guys, we're in real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're in the hard landing right now, right? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, we've been. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. like, I'm right. like, oh, I'm kind of looking to the, to, you know, I think there's um, green pastures ahead for us in real estate because we've been beaten pretty down, uh, yeah. down pretty bad for the last 12 months. I agree. Um, so, yeah. I'll, All right, one quick I'll, one. I'm kind of bullish to- right now. I'm with you. I agree. Actually, we we've been slowing down for seven eight months yeah. now. So yeah. normally recession lasts twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, uh, we're in the latter innings of the real estate recession. May or may and not we're not Zerp, We're not one of those Zerp companies. Like we, you know, Cor- we operate a, 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 yeah. a business. All right. Yeah. So we'll do this one quick because we're almost out of time. But you uh, are big. Uh, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you think Chat GPT, whatever the 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 fancy name for it is is the next big thing true or false true okay why is it different <laughs> than the lovely questions the last two big things you know crypto was supposed to be the next big thing not so much let me finish then <laughs> then it was supposed to be the metaverse and everyone hanging out with snoop dog you know virtual snoop dog uh, why is this different than the other two hype machines that couldn't get off the ground? Because it's tangible. You can play mm-hmm. with it like you can play with a search engine where you couldn't play with crypto. My money goes up in a bank account. That was the extent that you could play with crypto. Metaverse was like a video game. You know, I think we all knew that Metaverse was going to be a, an exper- like an experience-driven thing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't going to mm-hmm. be the future. Right. Anyone that's played with ChatGPT, you can see their jaw drop. Now, recently... There's a there was a release called Auto GPT, mm-hmm. where it's like a it's like it's an agent that acts autonomously that will chain prompts together where you don't have to keep entering yeah. a prompt like a, a, a query in a search engine. It will chain the tasks together. It has memory, so it can store context, revert back to that context. It has access to the internet, guys. If you knew the stuff I was building with it, you would, it would no, blow your fucking right. minds. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and like it, it is. That's a your, technical term, by the way. The f bomb that he just used. Yes, it's a very sorry. technical yes. term. I get excited. So. No, I don't care. Don't it's be sorry. Okay. Good. We yeah, earned our good. e. We earned our little e by our podcast. Yeah. E is yeah. not for everyone, by the way. E is for explicit. Mm-hmm. I, I, to be fair, I agree with you. I do think this is different than the last couple hype machines. I, I think that uh, it, we may not even be aware. We may not log into Chat GPT, and and that may not be the user experience but it'll be happening in the background of a lot of things and places that we already go and things that we already It will do. be called something different like it it's, yeah. it, it will be it's like the internet right it's a new platform mm-hmm. um yep. it's like um GPT3 is analogous to TCPIP right it's a pro, it, you know no one called the internet TCPIP that was the protocol in which right. you navigated the internet and sent packets back and forth Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we mm-hmm. will have a mm-hmm. new terminology for this. Maybe it's just AI. Right. We'll just be like, right. oh, yeah, I, I AI. Right. I, that's probably right. like a, a better way to frame it. I but yeah, I mean, call it's, it Arnold. Do it. Do it. It Skynet. is, man. It, Skynet. You know, it is. It's, it's going to change you, everything. I, just to throw in the mix, it is interesting reading the articles uh, and Elon. We can talk a whole pot on that about just his view on how that needs to be corralled long-term so mm-hmm. it's very fascinating to go i deep think he's on. sour that he's he because you know you know the backstory he was mm-hmm. he contributed he to was one of the founders Open AI yeah. when it was non-profit and then they converted yep. it to a for-profit company and mm-hmm. i don't think he is in it pro rata i think he's mm-hmm. out so now he's like he's feeling <laughs> sour. It. Yeah, yeah well now he's like yeah. he sees you know the 50 billion valuation that microsoft 
um, led the round. And he's like, man, I want some. I want a taste. Sure. Yeah, he sure. he needs it. He's almost out yeah, of like money. he like yeah, like the two hundred billion dollars. We gotta have you back on and talk AI more. We'll do a whole podcast. We'll do a pod on, on that. That'll yeah, be fun. That. Sounds like you're very uh, very uh, excited and and um, you know interested to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. So, Bobby, it was awesome to have you on the show, my friend. Congrats on the the new the new baby. Um, mm. I promise you, it's a journey. I like I said, I'm just going <laughs> through the two year mark. So. <laughs> Just know it's a journey, my friend, and you alcohol solves a lot of problems. <laughs> you didn't tell yeah. me it was a good yeah, When I'm texting you at 2 a.m. asking for yeah. advice on this journey, you might be yeah. no, You got no. this. You'll be a you great got dad. You got You'll it. be a great dad. You I got this, I appreciate that, guys. This was really fun. We should do this uh, far more often. We'll, we'll, we'll have definitely on, have so. you back on the pod. So thanks again. I right, appreciate you, brother. See you guys. Will subscribing to this podcast save the real estate industry as we know it? Yes, it absolutely will. Subscribe now and you'll be able to find out if I'm right.